to the latest episode of Through the Wire here on WMUA. Joining us today, we have UMass women's soccer head coach Jason Dowiak and UMass women's soccer player Fatu Berry. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. So we know it's been a uh, hard couple of months for a number of reasons. First and foremost, with the uh, COVID-19 pandemic forcing the cancellation of the spring season. I guess, Coach, how do you see the lack of a spring season impacting the team this year and maybe college soccer in general come this fall? You know, it's um, we've got a great team, so I'm not as worried about the 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 progress and the and the future for our uh, you know for our squad. But I think there there is some some concern about the amount of time away from the ball and and from organized training, and um, and just what the the physical um, readiness a lot of teams are are going to face when we come back uh, here in the fall, um, hopefully on the normal on the normal time. Um, for us, we, we, you know, we invested a lot of time in, in, um, in the early parts, just communicating with our, with our teammate, uh, with our team and, um, trying to give them ideas of ways that they can stay engaged and stay, um, you know, active, but, um, but with such dramatic changes in, in the academic landscape too, we really started to focus on, um, on our team calls being a lot more about, um, you know, just some quality time together. Um, so I think, uh, you know, I think the, the, a lot of programs probably took a, a similar approach, but, um, you know, that, that time away, it all comes back to, you know, the, the discipline and the motivation of the, the players now that we're in the summer months to, to get themselves back to a, at least a physical standpoint, a, a place of, of readiness. I know the the A10 has announced plans to regionalize for this fall, so cutting down on travel and whatnot will probably uh, be a, a decent plan to keep teams healthier and, and keep travel costs down mm-hmm. as well. Do you think that's something that might uh, benefit your team? Uh, I I think so, but I uh, I'm really excited about the change. So. Um, you know, they reduced, uh, they reduced our games to eight conference games where we'll play uh, a home and away against um, the four regional opponents, which was Rhode Island, Fordham, St. Joe's and LaSalle. And, and the way that our staff looks, looks at things, it's kind of, uh, you know, this is a really unique situation that you never really get to plan for in, in getting to see the same opponent for sure. Um, you know, multiple times in a season. So we're, uh, we kind of joke about it. Like we're, we're looking at it as like a, a little mini champions league, uh, opportunity for us to get a, you know, home leg and away leg and, and, and prepare for the things that we see, you know, after, you know, after the first game, uh, for, for adjustments we want to change and, um, and then some different things that we want to try. Fatu from, from your experience, what have, uh, what have you been doing, uh, the past few months in terms of staying in shape and what have your teammates been uh, doing in this, in this downtime away from school? Yeah. So um, we're lucky to have um, an amazing staff and they've put together an app for us called team builder. And each day we go in, we have um, certain workouts that we can complete. Um, and there's also other resources as good things to eat, um, healthy things we can 
do just to keep in shape individually so that we can ultimately be stronger as a team when we eventually come together again later in the summer. That is certainly important. Uh, I know that yesterday there was an announcement about the potential for student athletes to be coming back to campus in that mid-July timeframe, although I'm not sure. Do you know what date that would be for, for uh, the women's soccer team yet? No, we we're still uh, we're still kind of in a holding pattern as to um, an exact date, but we're hoping it's still around the the the, the normal time, which would be the first week of August. Um, I think we'll probably know more specifically for you know for us uh, probably in the next couple of weeks. Well, regardless of the exact date, it's certainly going to be a, a new look for the collegiate soccer landscape as a whole. And I'm certainly excited to see how it plays out. Now, COVID-19, of course, not the only thing that has been in the news and in our minds and hearts lately. The protests across the country in the aftermath of the murder of George Floyd and countless others have really been impacting all corners of the world, but the sports world has again come to the forefront. Has the team, uh, how has the team been uh, dealing with these tragedies and the protests? And what is the sort of mindset of the team right now in regards to this? Yeah, I can take this question. Um, So when it comes to the protests for the Black Lives Matter movement, um, I think it's very important to spread awareness to the issue and definitely educate yourself. The team has been very supportive and we've gotten closer through these times, uh, these tough times. Everyone is taking the necessary steps to educate themselves because everyone's knowledge about this certain issue is at a different level and that's okay. I think educating yourself through either documentaries or books and then being able to have an open discussion after has helped our team better understand this issue and take the necessary steps moving forward to continue to uh, just support the movement. We saw yesterday um, that uh, a lot of that the women's soccer team, you guys uh, either ran or did some sort of exercise for eight miles, 8.46 miles or eight minutes and 46 seconds. Uh, Do you want to talk a little bit about uh, what that was for? Uh, Yeah, sure. The um, uh, I believe it was the University of San Diego's women's soccer team that that actually started this initiative, but um uh, obviously the the eight minutes and 46 seconds was the amount of time that um that george floyd was was pinned down um by the officers and um and so we wanted to to participate in this activity in this in this event to raise awareness and to raise money as well um so it was a you know it was something that one of our you know one of our other players had um, had come across uh, first and, and put it out on her own social media. And, and then, um, you know, Nisa spoke with, uh, spoke with the team about, um, you know, uh, us participating uh, as a group. And, and I think um, it, the, the organization was, uh, was called or is called Athletes for Changes. Um, so if you go to their, you know, their handle or their website, um, it's, uh, it directs you to a, a GoFundMe page and, and, uh, again, it's, it's about raising awareness and, and raising money for the Black Lives Matter movement. And, um, we just want to be, um, we want to be a part of, uh, 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 and a positive impact in, in that movement. 
it's it's certainly uh, a great cause and raising awareness is very important. And on the in terms of professional athletes, we've seen so many uh, pro players from Weston McKinney and Jaden Sancho in the Bundesliga mm-hmm. to uh, American athletes like LeBron James put out very powerful statements and raising awareness in that way. But we've also seen uh, some athletes like Drew Brees and and even some prominent women's soccer uh, players like Carly Lloyd um, put out non-statements or perhaps uh, not positively contributing to this movement. Uh, for For either of you, what do you think an athlete's or a coach's responsibility is in terms of using their platform for good? Yeah, so from an athlete perspective, um, being an athlete comes with a lot of things, and one of those being having a huge platform, like you just said. And I think that in order to use your platform to the best ability and reach as many people as you can in a positive way, just comes back to educating yourself with whatever is going on. And in this particular moment, it's the Black Lives Matter movement, which is very sensitive and emotionally overwhelming for a lot of people. So it's extremely important what you put out there and how you word things. And just remember to be positive and try your best to empower people with your words and actions. I think uh, at the end of the day that there there is right and there is wrong and racism is wrong. It's something that we have had an issue with, obviously, in the history of our country. Um, it's an issue that is global. And as athletes and as coaches, we have a platform uh, that, that people just inevitably hear us clearer or hear us, uh, have more of an opportunity to hear us and speaking, uh, without educating ourselves or speaking with misinformation, I think is, is something that we have to be very, um, you know, obviously very careful about. Um, we've been blessed obviously to, to have some really great conversations um, within our team and, and Fatu has been amazing to, to give her insight and her guidance. We, we also brought Marsha Harper, uh, you know, our former assistant coach, who's now the head coach at American university, um, back in to, to speak with our team and, and to give us ideas and, and experiences and resources of her own. Um, but like Fa said, it's, it's about educating ourselves and, and so many, so many of us uh, who are white are, are not, I don't think I ever understood the, the depth or magnitude of the issue until now. I know for me, at least that I knew it was a problem, but I didn't understand the magnitude of it. And so in, in really just even in the last, you know, seven to 10 days, the amount of information that we, you know, that we've seeked out as a, as a staff, as uh, you know, and as a team to understand things better um, I hope that we can help continue to educate uh, both, you know, our immediate community and our team, but also um, everyone that we that we encounter, so that we can make sure that better information and more accurate information is out there to to have a more, much more positive uh, drive to this movement and actually make change happen. One of the things that I've been really proud of um, is how strong the UMass athletic department and, and various coaches have come out and, and, and in their, in their uh, Twitter platforms and in person in speaking about this issue. I mean, before it became uh, the, the de facto thing to do, we saw you and, and coach Walt Bell of the football team 
put out a, a very strongly worded and emotional uh, speech. And then, of course, AD uh, Ryan Bamford has been very public with his statements as well. And so I think that there's something special about the UMass uh, athletic department and community and the willingness to engage that um, will be sure to drive change uh, in the future and, uh, you know, in the present as well. Sort of switching gears out of collegiate athletics, one of the questions that I've been, you know, dealing or wondering about recently is uh, FIFA put out a statement asking leagues to make common sense rulings when it comes to giving yellow cards for players who make statements on the field, most commonly by, you know, taking a shirt off with to reveal an undershirt with a message underneath. We've seen a number of different forms of expression uh, with, you know, Black Lives Matter or Justice for George Floyd written. Uh, do you think that this kind of change is a positive thing? Do you think players should be allowed to, to make these kinds of demonstrations and public expressions on the field? I do. Sports is maybe the biggest platform for uh, for change and for the opportunity to to spread the the word about issues that that the globe the globe all uh, people all around the globe deal with. Um, and I, I I commend FIFA for it, it's this common sense rule, so to speak. Is um, it should be the way I think a lot more. Um, organizations and a lot more, even in the sports world, uh, uh, leadership or, or um, governing bodies handle things. Uh, it, it's like I said earlier, there, there is right and there is wrong. And, and to deny uh, an athlete or a coach um, or an organization the, the opportunity to use their voice to, uh, to, to support positive change and, and to support positive causes um, that are absolutely necessary in, in our world right now, um, I think would be, would be a huge, um, uh, a huge knock and, 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 and block to, uh, to the reforms that need to happen and, and the changes that need to, that need to take place. I absolutely agree. And I think a lot of sports is, is rooted in tradition, but traditions should be malleable and they should change with the times. Fatu, you're obviously a rising senior and one of the real leaders on this team. How do you view your own role both as a player and as a leader on this on this group of women? Um I think it's important um for seniors to lead their team because they have the experience. Um we grow up playing soccer our whole lives and everybody knows what it takes to be a soccer player, but what it takes to be a leader also includes experience. And I just want to lead my team um, with my actions as well as my words. Um, I'm here for my entire team. I want to see them succeed even after UMass, um, after our UMass women's soccer years, just being there, standing with them, whatever they need, if it's physically, if it's words if it's whatever motivation they need I'm there for my team and I think that as a senior you should be able to step up and definitely use your experience to help the younger girls coming in and just pass it down to the juniors and they'll pass it down and each just fill that team culture that um, you really want to see on each team um, the culture of togetherness and the culture of truly being a family and that's what I truly appreciate about this UMass women's soccer team is that 
yes, we are a team, but um, as cliche as it sounds, we're a family and I would do anything for my sisters and I know they do the same thing for me. And in times like this, we get reminded that we get reminded of just surrounding yourself with people who love you and who you love back. And I can't be more grateful than for my teammates and for the staff and my coaches. Speaking of, of family and coaches, the family got a little bigger uh, with a new addition this past winter. Uh, I guess either for, for coach or for Fatu, what's the impact been of, of adding assistant coach uh, Mo Ferrara to the, to the team? I think the girls love her already. Uh, you know, she's she's been in a tough situation coming in in the beginning of February and then us being, uh, you know, cut cut loose, so to speak, uh, because of COVID just uh, six weeks or not even a full six weeks later. But um, I've been we've been trying to in our conversations with the teams through through this uh, this time um, that we've been separated. I've been trying to give Mo more and more opportunities to, to lead topics of conversation and and have her own um you know have her own opportunity to to build those relationships we um we started to uh i actually had her on a call by herself with uh with our senior uh with our seniors or rising seniors just to kind of talk about her experience she she was an incredible player for one thing at the university of central florida my uh my arch enemy from my usf days but um, I've known Mo for a long time, and she was always one of the most dedicated youth players that I that I ever encountered, and and she was one of the best players in the league. She was the best player in the league, offensive player of the year her senior year, and and a and an amazing captain for that team. And so I wanted her to to get to give her the opportunity to share her experience of what it was like to be, you know, to be a leader in that setting. Um, you know, uh, they they were a you know a, a pretty much a top 25 ranked team her entire time there and and to share that experience with our rising seniors so that they could get to know her better but also to to become better leaders uh so it's it's not been easy obviously not being face to face so to speak but um we're you know we we're proficient in zoom now and um and the the players you know as we've gotten especially through the academic term which we had I think our best single term in program history, a 3.79 uh, as a team, uh, once we got through uh, finals, the, the, the ability for the players to kind of be relaxed and have some fun on these calls with us and, and continue to build these relationships has been, uh, has just been honestly a blessing for me too, because it's, it's such a great distraction from the, the day-to-day of not knowing, like, are we working today? Like, what are we doing today? We've we've seen you're you're entering your third year as UMass head coach, and we've seen really steady improvements uh, over those two years that you've coached already. We saw last year the team making it to the A10 semifinals. Um, do you have a goal in mind when it comes to where the team finishes this year, uh, and how how far do you think this team can go? Uh, we absolutely have the goal of winning the conference this year. We have the team to do it. We believe we, uh, um, you know, some changes in the off season and we've got a group of 10 players, 10 new players coming in. Um, but we have an amazing group of leaders, um, you know, eight, eight rising seniors, 
that have been through a lot and, and they've been with us long enough now to know what our, what our staff's expectations are and what our core values are as a team. Um, so I, I just feel like this year with, with how we've evolved as, as a coaching staff uh, in, in COVID, because of COVID, we've had opportunities to grow and learn some new things and, and develop some new approaches. We've had a lot of time to reevaluate the mistakes that we probably made, uh, not probably, that we certainly made um, you know, in our in our preparation for different opponents and 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 where we focused, uh, you know, tactical concepts and ideas in the uh, in in the last fall. But we are we're so excited about getting this group back together and um and and they've now had for the most you know for a majority of them have had you know a year or two um, plus to really evolve tactically within the way we present things and, and the way we want to do things. And um, I've been saying this since, since pretty much the, the, the first uh, month in, we inherited a group of players that suits us so well. And that, that, that's that senior class that they want to play the, you know, the attractive brand of soccer that we play and they want to value similar things that, that we value from a, you know, from a soccer standpoint. So uh, we believe the sky is the limit. We believe that the conference is, um, you know, is, is up for grabs, so to speak, um, with a, a lot of program programs graduating significant players this year. Um, and, and we believe our players and trust our players are going to be better prepared than ever before um, with how our conversations have, have gone, um, you know, over the, over the course of this time away. Speaking of, of tactical evolutions, one last question. Fatou, you played in a number of different positions last year. How important is, they, is, is having that ability to sort of slide in wherever you're needed when it comes to being a part of this team? Yeah, I think being positionally diverse is very important because um, not every team you play is going to have the same system or play the same way you have to be able to adjust quickly and tactically and just being able to um, tactically know my role in whatever position I'm putting is important and I honestly don't mind playing any position I know a lot of players say it's wherever you need me but um, yeah just knowing your role tactically I think is the most important thing um, but using your skill and your advantages in each position also is, um, yeah, important. Certainly having that positional flexibility has uh, paid dividends for the entire team uh, last year, and I'm looking forward to seeing what the team will bring this year. Thank you both so much for joining me. Hopefully uh, we'll be able to catch up again in August or September when the season gets underway. Um, but until then, thank you for joining me. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you for having yes. us. Thanks for having us.